My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the stronger revolution i'm matthew becker here with adam cronbush it's humid today adam humid humid it is are you saying humid but it's in like the 70s so it could be worse it very well could be worse it could be worse in florida it is worse in florida so what's going on it's a monday did you have a nice weekend yep went to the zoo today with the family Ooh, we were uh, today? yeah we were we went in the morning we were prepared for torrential downpours we had like all our rain gear the kids were like wearing the backpacks and stuff and they just like sprinkled so yeah but we had a good time so you're able to go to the zoo on a school night because <laughs> school day because <laughs> school hasn't started yet school starts wednesday for me wednesday mm-hmm. uh, you know i think to this day how old am i i'm like 38 to this day there is still a part of my stomach that gets nervous when I see back to school stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hated this time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a teacher at our school who's been around for, I don't know, 40-something years in the school. And she says, if you, if you don't get nervous on the first day of school, that's when you know it's, it's time to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated this time of year. For a long time after I got out of school, I would actually avoid watching like back-to-school commercials. <laughs> I would literally like turn them off. I was like, oh... <laughs> The anxiety of going back to school. That's funny. The lunch table. Yeah. The learning to new kids. Trying to find your friends. Oh my gosh. And like, I remember every year we would sit down and I would count the number of days that we had been back into school. Mm -hmm. Or I would start a count of knowing how many days we had until like Christmas break or something like that. And I knew at some point it would just become so regular that... Like, I would stop counting. It would just become, like, the regular routine, right? You're just back in school and everything, and, and like, you just don't even notice. Right. You're, like, middle of October. You're like, how the heck did I get to the middle of October? But it, it created so much anxiety in me to know that, like, I'm counting now, and I need to get back into the rhythm of seeing so I stop <laughs> counting. Oh, it was awful. Hmm. Anyway. Horrible thoughts. You don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in school in forever. Um, how long has it been? My dad retired this year, and I think he told me that recently he had like a nightmare about you know missing a test or something. So, oh, I, I might have had one like that recently. Apparently, it never leaves us. I had a night- nightmare recently once that I had forgotten something. Well, it's special for me to know that I can implant such vivid fear in children. Is it? No, <laughs> I try to ease their pains. <laughs> So you were at the zoo. What did you see? Oh, the animals that are there, and the lantern fest is going on. So, have you? Do you know about the lantern beetle? Is that what it's called? The lantern. The lantern fly. Do you know about this? I have you seen the sign over there on the north side that's up above? Like no. The, do you know where the subway is? Yes. No. Oh, the T. 
Well, there's no, not like the Subway sandwich spot. Oh, no. That's on the north side. You know where the CCAC is? Yes. Okay, so if you leave here and you go over toward the CCAC, there's a big sign up on the left that says, like the Spotted Lantern Fly, Mm. I think it is. Does it have to do with wood? Yeah. Firewood. Um, I remember seeing in like a campground, like don't bring in firewood from elsewhere. Yeah, you're not supposed to bring it in. Spotted lantern fly. Right. So the eastern side of the state, and I think the central side of the state, it's the, thing, the big thing like, I think uh, Penn State is doing a lot of the research on this. Mm. This spotted lantern, spotted lantern fly that apparently is like, it infests, I don't know, it kills trees or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we watched the farm show. We're getting way off topic. But the PA Farm Show, do you know what the PA Farm Show I is? I only do because you guys watch it. Okay, yeah, every year. Every, like, January, February, we watch the PA, the PA Farm Show. Anyway, I know this because we watched a lecture about the, the spotter, spotted, I don't know why I can't say that. Spotter and lantern fly. Lantern fly. Lanted. Spotted lantern fly. Anyway, so that's how I know about it. Mm. And then I saw the sign. I was like, oh, my God, they're coming. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. Nice. Anyway, not what we're here to talk about today. No. Now we're here to talk about. We are here today to talk about limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs, beliefs that limit us. Yes, which is the opposite, right, of the aggregation of marginal gains. Right, we want to have beliefs that would unlimit us. Unlimited <laughs> <laughs> potential. I've had new people coming into the gym lately, which is really cool for the gym. But they see the microphone in my office and they like to ask, "Do you do a podcast?" So I've come, I've come up with like this elevator pitch. Of why yes I do. It's called the Stronger, Stronger Revolution. Revolution, and it's based on the principle of the aggregation of marginal gains, which means we get one percent better every day in our mm-hmm. life than what we do. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Fair summation. That's it. We say that each episode. Oh, also, we're not allowed to make fun of the lack of listeners that we have anymore. I meant to tell you this often. Oh, because we're in double digits, or because it's bothering the five people that are listening. It's basically the second one. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, somebody told me that it was self-deprecating, and I don't like self-deprecation. Um, I, I, it's it's also it's just honesty too, <laughs> and we're not thinking any higher of ourselves than we should. Well, he thought it was not. Okay, it was not fair to constantly say that we only. Have All right, two great. She's like, you're being self-deprecating, and enough with it. And I. Well, so here we are talking about it now. Okay. We'll move on. Moving on. We're talking about limiting beliefs. We're not limiting ourselves anymore with the number of listeners that we think we have. Yes. Um, so what is a limiting a belief? A so, li- yeah. What is it? Good question. This is coming from a book I read called The Coddling of the American Mind. Which you've mentioned plenty of times. I have. And show. I think I've even mentioned all three of these beliefs. But I, I, uh, we were trying to come up with a thing to talk about. And um, getting this stuff off my chest will mean I'll shut up about it in the future. Um, so the, the two authors are Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt. It's a good book. I think it, uh, I wouldn't say everything in there is going to be agreeable for everybody. Uh, certainly, I found things I disagree with, but I, it, it's a it's a good book in that it would challenge us to think through our limiting beliefs. I think the reason that we're bringing it up today in today's episode is sometimes you have to have somebody tell you what you don't want to hear in order to bring light to something in your life. Yeah, which right. is actually the first point. Right. So what we're talking about as far as limiting beliefs are concerned are beliefs or thoughts or... Ways that we interpret the world. Okay. That we need to bring awareness to because it may be limiting us in moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think many times we would feel justified in thinking these things, and maybe we are. Just like, um, you know, if somebody wronged you in some way and you're like, well, I'm not going to 
I'm just going to hold this against them for the rest of my life. I mean, that's not really doing any damage to them whatsoever. You're only harming yourself at that point. Um, I would say these maybe fall into that category where you may not be wrong to feel this way in a given situation, um, but holding on to this and continuing to believe these things, I think will do damage to you in the long run. Right. So at the end of this episode, we're not giving people something practical that they can take out into their life, like journaling or things like that. This is more of we're bringing awareness that you may be the listener, maybe experiencing some of these limiting beliefs. And our goal through this episode is to bring awareness to those limiting beliefs in hopes that you can start to change them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's dive into limiting belief number one. What's behind that door? Behind this door is what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. And Matt made the good point that I've never heard anybody say that. And I said, true. Kelly Clarkson. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. stronger. No, don't do that. Oh, we just got demonetized. We just got demonetized. Uh, (laughs) Our sponsor's going to drop us. Um, (laughs) What doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Now, nobody says that, but it's something that we believe fairly often. Um, So give me an example. Give me an example of what it means that... What doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Yeah, so the, uh, the idea that, like, I don't want to hear opinions that would challenge my own... Because that makes me feel attacked. Um, and well, actually, maybe that goes into the second one more than the first one. That's okay. So let's back up. So, what doesn't kill you? We're talking about adversity. Yeah, adversity. Very okay. good. Yes. So, what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. So, that limiting belief would basically be live in a comfort zone. That's it. Because yeah. if you get outside of your comfort zone and you challenge yourself, right. you might fail. And That's failure exactly is weakness. It. So, yes. avoid it. Right. That's exactly the point being made here is that you create a comfort zone in your life to stay within because challenging yourself beyond those things feels like you're getting weaker, even though that's what creates you into a stronger person. And the authors go into a great example of uh, our bone systems, our immune systems, um, economic and political systems. They all require stressors and challenges in order to learn, adapt and grow. Um, They call these anti-fragile systems. And we as humans are naturally anti-fragile. Um, we become rigid, weak, and inefficient when nothing challenges us. Sorry. I, just, <laughs> I wanted to throw in there, except my emotional state. <laughs> it's not anti-fragile. Well, we'll talk about that next. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You were making a good point. No, it's okay. Um, so all of these different systems, our immune system, uh, but even us as humans are just the way we think. Uh, we become weak and inefficient when nothing challenges us, when nothing pushes us yes. beyond our bounds. Um, and so if, if you just stay in your comfort zone, you will, you'll kind of melt into a blob there. You'll, you'll just, um, you know, the slightest upset, you know, as we talked about different things that come into your life that, that may upset, you know, things that you can't, uh, see coming will throw you off completely because you're, you're not ready to respond to those things. So I got a primary example of this that I've actually been thinking about recently and I was waiting for a good opportunity to bring it up on the uh, the podcast because we did an episode were you with me you were not with me on the keep moving forward episode were you don't know keep moving forward though (laughs) (laughs) keep moving forward with your point um recently and i'm not sure why this has become up like this recently is that anytime okay i can tell you why it's been coming up recently we've been having more and more new people come into the gym which is a great thing however Usually, 
conventional selling wisdom says, if somebody comes in the door and they sit down with me for a no sweat intro, which is just what we do at the gym to have newbies come in and check us out and talk to them and get an opportunity to get to know them and everything. If they don't buy at the time in which they're here and they're say, I need to go and think about it. There's about a 90% chance they're never coming back. Mm -hmm. So the idea is in sales, you have to get them to, to buy at that time. And for whatever reason, recently, I'm going to say, this sounds like deja vu. So let me know if I'm being repetitive. For whatever reason, recently, it seems like like eight out of 10 people come in and they're like, yeah, I want to do it, but I'm going off on vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. You talked about that. I did talk about that last week or last, last episode. I think I did. Anyway, the... Uh, what I keep finding in myself is this small voice in the back of my head that says, why can't this just be easy? Why can't somebody just come in, like the gym, mm -hmm. like what we want to hear, and be ready to sign up? Stop telling me that you, oh, this sounds like really great, but I'm going on vacation next week. Can we start in two weeks? And it's like, no. <laughs> why didn't you just wait until <laughs> two weeks to come in to begin with? Mm. But I think this is the point is... I have this little voice in the back of my head that just constantly begs for it to be easier. Mm. And in order to turn off that little voice in the back of my head, I just keep telling myself, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Just keep moving forward. Right. That happened. I'm not going to dwell over it. Just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's a great simple example. Um, that is like the vaccine to the COVID, right? You, you, you give yourself a small bit of the virus so your body can fight it off. And so you are taking these small, you're giving yourself these small steps of moving forward, these little uh, adversities that you're overcoming yeah. so that, you know, if a big thing were to happen, um, you'd probably be much more ready for it than you would um, something without else it. without it. Yeah. Um, that, by the way, was not a, a paid for advertisement promoting getting the vaccine. Paid for by uh, Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to point number two. Point number two. Uh, this one can get a little controversial. We'll try to avoid that. Always trust your feelings. The idea that um, if you feel something, it is therefore truth. Um, and the examples they use in the book are maybe a little bit more controversial, so we'll try to keep them above that. But uh, the ideas are that you know, if you feel offended by something somebody did or said, then that is what happened. An offense was was made, um, you know, because they said hi to you in a way that you didn't like. And you're like, I bet they meant this by that. Mm -hmm. And you feel that way. And therefore, that is perceived to be truth as opposed to saying, how the heck do I know their intentions? I don't. I can't read their mind. Um, why would I assume the worst about somebody? That's kind of the idea here is that if we go around assuming the worst about people, we're always going to be interpreting things habitually negatively. Um, which the authors argue will lead to despair, anxiety, and damaged relationships. Because you're, yeah. always, you're always taking things in the... What do you mean, yeah? I was agreeing with you. See? You'd be taking things in the worst light. <laughs> You'd be taking things in the worst light possible, um, and that could damage our relationship. I like to call this the parade of horribles. In the sense that something you interpret does not go the way that you think it should go. And therefore, your mind just keeps going, well, if that's true, then this is going to be bad, and this is going to be bad, and mm. this is going to be bad. And it just keeps going down this line of, of awful things. 
One of my coaches at the gym doesn't have a private training client scheduled next week. Oh my God, is she not on top of it? Why isn't she on top of it? I better reach out to her right now because for whatever reason, she's intentionally not putting him on the schedule. She's ignoring her job. Mm -hmm. When really I just reached out to her and she goes, oh yeah, we're set up for that date. I just forgot to put it on the schedule. Boom, there you go. Yes, yeah, so that's an example I think of, um, you know, your feelings aren't the facts. Yeah. And don't assume the worst about people. That's kind of a, a simple... Thing to say it's very hard to put into practice it is but why do we all just want to be justified in our feelings or have well we yeah been... i think that's a good way to put it i, th- I you know you we... can shut me down on this question because this might be getting a little bit too controversial for this yeah, show that is meant to be very neutral <laughs> <laughs> were we as a generation raised to believe that our feelings are truthful and matter. That is the argument being put here in the book. I mean, the, the first half of the book is spent talking about college. Half. I would say at least. Okay, we're moving on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's spent talking about college campuses. Yeah, um, and that's that's. I think that's. I think that's going to get a little bit more controversial than what we want to get to. But without uh, speaking about anything in particular, just speaking in generalities, no matter where you fall politically, um, I, I do think there is a trend where what you feel. Um, in terms of being offended, is truth. Would you believe, or I was about to to just ask the question within my question, do you think this also extends on to beliefs? Are beliefs the same as feelings in this aspect? In the sense that what I believe is automatically a truth. That's probably the the issue. I think think you just hit it on the head there. Um, That my belief is based on a feeling which is such a, a, a... a weak foundation. Yeah. Right? Because um, we can't read people's minds. We don't know what their intentions are. Um, and I think a much healthier way to live is, until proven otherwise, assume they're innocent, right? Um, assume, so, the, assume the best about people. What we want the listener to do is to take a moment to look at his or her beliefs and feelings and to understand whether those are beliefs and feelings that either are supported by fact or are just feelings that we came up with because of our history and everything that led up to that moment that led us to believe or feel a certain way that may not yeah. be justified. Yeah, yeah. I think always having a healthy amount of self-doubt in terms of what we feel to be true. Not what we know to be true, but what we feel to be true. So the limiting belief is basically, I feel this way, so therefore it's true. So right, I'm yeah. To, I'm going to cut off any opportunity that I have to advance beyond that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That, that your knowledge is based on feelings rather than uh, maybe facts from the outside. Science. 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 Oh, what does that word mean anymore? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last one I think connects to that one pretty well is that um, life is a battle between good people and evil people. Ooh, and, I think I, and I think the idea here is that it connects pretty well to the last point is that we basically, when we learn one thing about a person... We put them into uh, a camp, whether yes. it's our camp or somebody else's camp, and therefore we assume we know everything about them, that they are, they're not unique in any sense at all. Oh, they're one of these types of people. They don't CrossFit. They don't, oh, a non-CrossFitter? Oh, a non-CrossFitter. What do they even talk they about every, then? I don't know. I know everything about that person automatically. Anything I need to know. Wow. Boom. Actually, that's probably a good point on the reverse side is people assume certain things about CrossFitters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, uh, some of my students have introduced me as uh, the only person they know who does CrossFit that doesn't talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's an assumption made of CrossFitters. Um, okay, so perfect example right there. There we go. But I don't know if that would be good and evil, but we definitely place these people in the categories that you know this one thing about them, therefore they are evil. You know, they're the enemy. Or they're, hey, they're in my tribe. They're good. Yeah. Um, and we have this very tribal thinking that's getting worse and worse, obviously. We don't need to point that out, but um, I think some very practical things we can do to advance beyond this, to grow through this, um, is kind of like what we said in the last point, is just not assuming the worst about people, getting to know them first before you make those types of judgments, um, avoid getting fed super biased resources, whether news, social media, um, and it comes from from both sides. So I'm not, you know, we're we're staying here in the middle neutral. <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, we always talk about get off social media anyway. Yes, yes. Uh, and this is and this is one of the reasons why I think it further pushes us out so that like we feel like our neighbors are our enemies. Well, we only follow people on social media that agree with us too. Right, and so it further just entrenches you into one way of thinking, and uh, you're you're maybe missing out on a bunch of things that would grow you, if only to challenge you. This is kind of an interesting thing that I just made a connection with in my brain. So I read a book. Actually, I listened to the book. I was going to, I was going to call you out. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read. Uh, I was listening to a book that was called the power of consistency. And I actually been meaning to go back and reread it or re-listen to it. The, one of the premises of the power of consistency is that where you want to be, he, it's, it's, he, the author talks about it as far as business is concerned, but really it, it expands beyond anything. Whatever change you want to see happen in your life, he tells you that you need to develop what's called a quiet time ritual every day. It needs to be at least 15 minutes every day that you sit down, you shut off everything around you, and you focus only on where it is that you want to be in life. And part of this is writing down a statement. It can be a sentence, it can be a paragraph, but it has to be written down in the present tense as if you've already achieved this. That would be past tense. No. Not okay. Let me let me use. So let's use the gym as an example because I love gym examples in the podcast. Instead of saying, "I am going to earn forty thousand dollars a month in gross revenue," mm -hmm. you say, "I am earning forty thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. in gross revenue." Mm -hmm. Write it down in the present tense as if you were already there. Okay. Okay. So he talks about this and he says you have to write this down and then once you write this down. You have to sit there and you read it, literally read it every day during your quiet time ritual. Why? Because the more you read it, the more it gets into your subconscious. The more it gets into your subconscious, which is what motivates and drives your actions without you thinking, the more your actions are going to be directed toward this goal without you thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking about that with our social media. If what you're saying is true, and because our social media, because we only want to be seeing things that we already agree with, mm -hmm. because we want to be entrenched in that tribe or that way of thinking that we're already comfortable with, then because we're sitting there scrolling through social media, probably for 15 minutes a day, probably while tuning everything else out, like mm. a quiet time ritual, all we're doing is reinforcing subconscious assumptions, subconscious biases yeah. that are there yeah, yeah, to yeah. draw all our attention. Wow, that was a really big circle. And I think no, hey, that's, you, uh, you that. did it. That was a good point. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, connecting that to the first point is that if, if we're entrenched in these biases, we're never challenging ourselves to grow beyond that comfort zone of thinking. Um, mm. And I think that's what this podcast is aiming toward. Obviously, we talk about physical things like diet, exercise, sleep. 
but most most of the focus of this podcast and the growth of one percent is as a human, as a person, right? Um, the self, um, and I think the self is weakened significantly if we're not challenging those thoughts, and uh, they won't be challenged if we just continue to further entrench. I would also suggest that listeners go back and listen to the episode on being a constant learner, in the sense that we need to put our ego aside and not make assumptions that Adam. You and I don't think exactly the same on every point, so therefore I'm sticking you over in this side, the side tribe yep. that I'm auto, I'm not I'm not even going to give you a chance because there's absolutely nothing of value or nothing that I can learn from you because we don't agree exactly right. the same on everything. Yep, but a very common way to approach life, right there. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay, don't limit yourselves on the people just because of limiting beliefs because mm. you believe about all the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else to make? I think uh, I think those are good summaries. I think we did it without being controversial. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, we don't like controversy. We like we like because controversy makes you weaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with controversy, but it's not my podcast. Yeah, that's right. Not on the podcast. We like just making sure that everybody can advance by one percent. All of our listeners. All of our listeners. All like of all them. one million. Well, of it, it doesn't matter what the number is. Uh, okay, you had a quote, actually. Yeah, this is a good so, quote, uh, and it's a, it's a common saying, an old saying, um, and I think it applies here, and we can, we can think about this in our own lives. Is this an unknown, an unknown author? It's an unknown author, I suppose. Go. Uh, prepare the child for the road, not the road for the child. So applying this to us. Uh, prepare yourself for the challenges that life brings. Don't try to set yourself in your life lacking those challenges to protect yourself. Yeah, got it. Sweet. All right, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Hope you got something out of this episode. Hope you got something to sit down and look at your own life a little bit. Meditate, journal about it, and weep, weep, weep. <laughs> don't let these limiting beliefs limit your potential. Whoa, that sounded really deep. I should sign off on that. Like all the, the only time. limitation is your imagination. Don't let your limiting beliefs limit your potential. All right. We will be back very soon. It might be more myself in the next episode as Adam has to go back to school. I have work again. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So as always, thank you for listening. If you have any topics that you want to hear us talk about in the near future, please, please let, us, let us know. Because we're running out of ideas. Oh, no, that's crap. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks we could talk about crap. <laughs>